Good morning again, everyone. I forgot to mention earlier that um, <clears throat> after each service uh, this summer, and I think between services, once we come back to two services, um, Becky Pytech is leading a prayer meeting uh, in our prayer room. And um, it's something that fell away uh, during COVID, and I'm so happy that she is leading that. Please consider doing that. I know that Andy uh, Mercier puts out a great spread after um, uh, the service, but you can take food in there too and, and pray. And uh, uh, prayer is the powerhouse of our church, of, of, of any church. And um, I really hope that you will consider joining. Uh, if prayer is a part of your life you'd like to improve on, she is there to help us um, feel more comfortable talking to God. So, it's my, oh. <laughs> so here we are two days before Independence Day. We Americans are so proud of our independence. People who are made, self-made successes, uh, self-made millionaires, rags to riches stories, uh, using good old fashioned American ingenuity. But God doesn't want us to be independent. He wants us to depend solely on him. I've talked about God's upside down world, but in reality, the world is upside down to God's will and his desire for us while living in a world he never intended for us. He wants us to be faithful in a world that's constantly bombarding us with messages, events, attitudes that are anything but faithful. He is patient, though, when we mess up. In our independence from Great Britain, we also receive freedom. Sue and I agree that on the great peace and freedom that Christ affords us as we receive his love, his sacrifice for our sins, and his wonderful grace in giving us chance after chance after chance to walk in his will and keep his commandments. Let freedom ring. Let our love of Christ ring in the hearts of others as we live as free, loving, joyful, joyful, peace-filled, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, self-controlled people, Pam. There is great peace in reading God's promises for us in the Bible. In the verses I've chosen for today, we get a sense that it's all about love. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. And when God abides in us, his spirit works in us to transform us more and more into the image of Christ. Of course, we will never get to that image, but we must stay open to the changes God desires for us. So I have three stories I want to tell you today. Each of them tells us that in accepting God's love and grace into our lives, it's just the beginning of our Christian walk. If we remember that God causes all things to work together for good, we can look for good in all circumstances. Another verse from our Apostle Paul tells us, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. A friend who brought me to Christ, Dave Klemp, 
talks about how abiding in God is similar to tenderizing meat. Hello. I think Pastor Gary talked about the pickling process, the cucumber sitting in the brine slowly changing. Well, Dave says that most people will take a good cut of meat and soak it in a marinade overnight and let those juices slowly sink in, tenderizing and flavoring the meat, much like abiding in God, being surrounded and immersed in his Holy Spirit as the Spirit slowly changes us into more and more of the image of Christ. The other way, Dave says, to tenderize meat, does anyone know it? <laughs> Take a mallet, one of those with all those sharp edges on it, and beat that meat until it's like it's already been chewed. I wonder sometimes if we ignore God long enough and we're not abiding in him daily, letting his Holy Spirit soak into us, not following his call, he might just take the mallet to us. God says in Haggai 2.17, I smote you in every work of your hands with blasting wind, mildew, and hail, and yet you have not come back to me, declares the Lord. He's speaking to the Israelites. Which leads me to my first story. This is from a devotional I've been reading. I'm so happy I bought. It's from a Baptist minister from the early 1900s named Oswald Chambers, <clears throat> and I call it the boat. If you yourself do not cut the lines that tie you to the dock, God will have to use a storm to sever those lines and send you out to sea. If you believe in Jesus, you are not to spend all of your time in the calm waters just inside the harbor. Full of joy, but always tied to the dock. You have to get out past the harbor into the great depths of God and begin to know things for yourself. Begin to have spiritual discernment. God might send that storm to guide you out to sea so that you become fully aware of his goodness and mercy and not be independent, but depend on him for everything, every breath and every amount of strength that he can afford you. Remember when a loving parent might have said for you, this is for your own good. God is a loving parent to us, and he does all things for good. In every circumstance, good or bad, look for the good. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Trust in these verses. Trust that God knows best. Trust that God is always good. We are God's beloved. We are chosen, blessed, and broken. Sometimes we need to be shown how broken we are without him. And then, once we are broken, we are to be shared with other broken people. If we abide in love, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, 
because he has given of us his spirit. 1 John 4, 13. Thank you, Lyle. Which leads me to my second story. This is from a book called The, Ch the Cost of Cheap Grace. One of the authors, Brandon Cook, tells a story of the party. Now, this just isn't any party. It's legendary, one that people talk about all year. They talk about the beauty and the graciousness of the hosts, the food, the music, the drinks, the atmosphere of the most interesting people who attend. After hearing about this party for years from friends, a couple is surprised to get invited. Upon reading the invitation, this couple goes shopping for the finest clothing they can afford. They shop boutiques for the latest dress styles and um, the uh, latest um, tux fashions. They get their hair done, manicures, new shoes, teeth whitened. The night of, they drive to a beautiful home where a valet takes their car and they're escorted up to a handsome front door. Once the door is opened, the couple is met with an overwhelming sight of lights and colors. Their hosts are dazzling in appearance, charming and so excited to guide them into all of the delights of the party that they have prepared. The host leads them into a room with beautiful music, people smiling and dancing, lights reflecting off the ceiling and floor. They are led to another room with amazing smells and the most delicious food and flavors they have ever experienced. Their guests move them deeper and deeper into the house where welcoming people are having the most, some are playing games with extraordinary strategies and clever players. Each following room makes the evening become more and more alive with the glow of the party as if tailored to their specific tastes. They lose all sense and time for the joy of it all. Looking back the next morning, the couple relives the evening, and they could say that the moment that they crossed the threshold into that house and their amazement of the beauty and the music and atmosphere was a wonderful moment. But staying at the door isn't the point of the party. I want to say that again. Staying at the door isn't the point of the party. Accepting God's love and forgiveness isn't the point of a relationship with God. It's just the beginning. Just like we are not supposed to stay tied to the dock in the safe water, God wants us to experience the full range of his desires and purposes he has for each of us. When God beckons us to move in harmony with him, we must follow that urging. He will fill us as we venture out for him in faith and trust to further his purpose and bring glory to him. If we hold back or ignore God's calling, he might just pick up that mallet or send a storm to push us further into trusting and loving the only one who truly matters. This leads me to my last story. This story talks about storms, but also our need to depend on each other and God in our Christian community. A hunter was walking a considerable 
distance to get to a deer stand where trophy bucks have been found, located on a, on a camera, a trail cam. Well into this man's walk, about halfway to his stand, the hunter saw a huge old pine tree that had fallen over in a storm. He thought it would be a good place to stop, get a drink, lean his back against the roots of this old tree. Sitting there, he looked up at the roots standing straight up above him, about 15 feet, and he started wondering why this beautiful tree had fallen over. Then he realized that the roots standing straight up were shallow. The tree had never been through a drought or a fire, extreme heat that would have stressed the tree and forced it to push its group, his roots down deeper and form a firmer foundation for the tree. And thinking further, he looked out around him and he saw that a woodcutter had cut all of the trees around this big old pine tree. So it had no protection when the storm and the strong winds came. In our lives, we lose loved ones. We suffer tragedies. We lose jobs. We have life-threatening accidents, cancer. And if we hold on to our faith and deepen our faith and, and depend on God, our faith runs deeper. And when the strong winds come, we can face those trials and stand strong. And if we have a Christian community, when the winds of adversity come, we have friends who can buffer the strong winds, help us stand strong, knowing we do not have to face the storm alone. I know a woman who was in a car accident. She was T-boned by another driver who ran a stop sign. Her car was totaled, and a week or so later, I finally saw her, and I asked her how she was doing. And she told me, I praise God for giving us bodies that heal. I give thanks to God for giving us bodies that heal. Somehow I needed to hear that. It gave me comfort. In her pain and in her recovery, she was able to see the good and give glory to God. That is what we all should be reaching for in our faith walk with God. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Continually seek God. Pray without ceasing. We are surrounded in God's creation and touched by God's beauty and love wherever we go. His love is amazing. Rejoice and live in it and live for his purpose. Will we suffer in this life? Yes, we will. We know we have a life expectancy. This was not God's plan. Our bodies are weak. We are broken beings, all part of the curse. Our fallen state inherited from Adam and Eve's rebellion to our creator. But we can choose God and put him ever first in our lives. Trust, love, and obey. His strength will carry us through adversity. Look for the good. 
We won't always see God's plan, but God shakes up our current situation to bring changes in our life and touch the lives of others around us. God has never let me down. In James 1.17, James writes, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Today in John 15, we read that God will prune us. That can't feel good to be pruned. Old habits fall away and make room for better habits to bring glory to God and further this kingdom. In the middle of our trials, God is there, pushing us out to sea, leading us through the party, or helping us grow deeper roots. Pray and look for him to show you the way to peace and freedom from whatever it is that he is pruning from our lives. Don't live life tied safely to the dock, missing all he has in store for you. Don't live standing in the doorway of God's beautiful intentions for you. Last of all, get involved with this beautiful bride of Christ that we all belong to. Our congregation enriching you and you enriching us. We are surrounded by storms. Help those struggling to look for good so they find peace and love in Christ. On Independence Day, please remember, you are God's beloved. You are chosen, you are blessed, you are broken, and you are to be shared with other lost people. Depend on the one who is depending on us to make this world a better place and make a difference in this upside-down world. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand with me and, and um, share the Apostles' Creed with me?